in the financial crisis, Europe is leading the way towards a global solution. Et début septembre, le président des États-Unis et l'Europe ont donc proposé plusieurs sommets à partir de la mi-novembre qui porteront sur une nouvelle régulation, une nouvelle gouvernance mondiale. Today, Europe can propose the principles and rules that will shape a new global order. Je veux dire ma conviction que la crise appelle à la réforme des institutions européennes. La crise appelle à ce que l'Europe puisse apporter une réponse aussi puissante et aussi rapide que tel autre ensemble mondial comme les États-Unis ont pu le faire face au drame qu'a représenté la crise financière. These are very special moments. The goal should be to devise a system of global financial governance adapted to the challenges of the 21st century. Teaming up with emerging economies, Europe seeks Chinese and Indian help to overhaul the US-orientated global financial architecture. Is the new world order on the cards? And why is Europe looking east? And at what price? This is Inside Story. Europe shows its true colors in times of crisis. Et donc, nous aurons avec le président Barroso à construire une feuille de route pour le mois de décembre pour voir comment on apporte une réponse à la question irlandaise. We discovered that the more you look into the EU, the more it becomes clear that it's part of an even bigger global agenda. This agenda is to end national sovereignty and independence and merge more and more control of the world into the hands of a small number of elites who have great influence on large countries and organizations. History has proven how this level of power corrupts and has shown how it's open to abuse, tyranny and repression of the population. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be. It's part of uh, the bigger agenda for a global union by 2018, because uh, there already exists the African Union, the Pacific Asian Union, the European Union, and the recently signed North American Union, was signed in 2005, that links Canada, Mexico and uh, America together as one union where all the sovereignty of all the countries have gone. That's been signed away. The new currency in the North American Union is the Amero. Amero, if you Google it, you should you'll find out about it. It's, it's identical to the Euro. And uh, it's, it's, it's really paves way for a global new world order. Has anybody on the bench anything to say about it? Anybody familiar with that? I'm not really familiar with that except one report that all MEPs were sent making the case for a North American Union about a year ago. Uh, we were all sent this and it, it was very like the European Union only it was America. Proposed new currency for the North American community which is being uh, developed right now between Canada, the US and Mexico to make a borderless community much like the EU and uh, the dollar, Canadian dollar, US dollar and the Mexican peso replaced by the Amero. 
It means open borders, commerce at all cost, and by the way, without the approval of either American voters or the U.S. Congress. We have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the U.N.'s founders. The connection between the United Nations, New York City, and the Rockefeller Foundation is clearly drawn. So if we could play the video, I really would appreciate your watching it. I think you're going to enjoy it very, very much. On the eve of the 50th anniversary of the United Nations, it is important to recognize more than just an event from the early history of the United Nations. The Rockefeller family embodied the idealism of those years. The gift of a site by John D. Rockefeller Jr. for a permanent world capital in New York. We were all given a big report, you know, towards the North American Union. Who did that come from? I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't know, and I carried it around in my bag forever because, you know, it was a big report, yeah. and, you know, I, I kind of was reading it on airplanes and things, and very much, you know, the same model. saying uh, the push for North American doesn't exist, no reports exist. Well, we, we certainly <laughs> got a report, yeah, no, we did get a report yeah. um, advocating North American Union. I, I can't tell you from here. They obviously made 700 copies of it and got it into our letter in our boxes. President Bush uh, said that the New World Order was uh, in, in, in tune and that's what they were working for. The UN is part of that government. They're working right now very significantly for a North American Union. That's why there's a lot of people in Washington that don't care too much about our borders. They have a philosophic belief that national sovereignty is not important. It's also the reason I have made very strong suggestion that we need not be in the United Nations for our national security. And the Rockefeller family's commitment to the United Nations did not end with this exceptional gift. It continues to the present day and it is personified by David Rockefeller, whom we honor. The World Federalist Association, or WFA, is one of the largest organizations that openly promote world government. Periodically, the WFA extends a Global Governance Award to a prominent individual pushing for the same goal. Former CBS anchorman Walter Cronkite was among the recipients of the WFA Award. Thank you very much. Today we must develop federal structures on a global level to deal with world problems. We need a system of enforceable world law a democratic federal world government. In a closed-circuit hookup, Hillary Clinton congratulated Cronkite. For decades you told us the way it is, but tonight we honor you for fighting for the way it could be. The EU treaty concentrates power. I'm just wondering in the future if that got into the, the wrong hands, what would happen? And, yeah, if it gets in the wrong hands, then somebody has a lot of power. And, and this is the problem. We always say, ah, oh, but it won't. But that means you never studied history. Like, what is so different about us that never happened before, that we're so special and so trusted? Uh, that I think there were more moral uh, Maybe, yeah, in fact, they maybe could But there has never been a time in history when we couldn't say never. 
that someone couldn't ascend to the throne, if you like, and, and do terrible things. And it keeps repeating through history. And the more power they have, what, you know, like the saying, the more, more it corrupts. The globalist founders of the UN learned that moving straight into the model of global government was tactically impossible. However, gradually phasing out national independence to regional government interdependence by using international treaties has since proven to be tactically sound. Europe sees us in terms of regions. More and more policies are designed to deal with regions rather than nations. I have a quote here from the Belgian Prime Minister. He yeah. said, we need a European defence, a European army, not just on paper, but a force generally capable of operating in the field, including beyond European borders. I'm advocating a more powerful Europe, in short, I'm advocating a United States of Europe. Yes, so that's the current Belgian Prime Minister, Guy Verhofstadt, who is very strong federalist. So, in conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, a new world is emerging. It is a new world order 